whole reason these kids got into trouble was because of us. We can't let them suffer because of our issues. The only way to end this is by working together. So, what do you say? Your enemies think they're the hero, and you're the villain. There is no good. Look at this freak. There is no bad. Only weak, but strong. What are you, Tango and Cash? <laughs> no, Tango and Cash were narcotics detectives. Oh, I'm sorry. You do realize neither one of you are cops, right? Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. All right, it's already the most important podcast of the year, even though the year just started. Cobra Crash season three. <laughs> Shea Serrano's here. They dropped this on basically January 1st at midnight. It, the success of this show on YouTube leading to it reappearing on Netflix and then Netflix saying, screw it. Let's keep let's keep it going. Yeah. It's genius. It was the number one trending show. Uh, all the other streamers have to be kicking themselves. And they did a really good job in season three. I'm going to start here. I really like this season. A minus for me. I haven't talked to you yet. I don't even know what your grade is. What was your grade? I'm I'm right there. I'm right there with you. It was, they had a lot of, a lot of setup in the first half of the se- of the season and they pay it all off in the last like three episodes. By the end by the end of the last episode you're like fuck yes. Let's go. So they bring back Elizabeth Shue which we figured was going to happen. They hinted at it. And best if you- moment of the season. Best oh. moment of the season. And we'll get into how awesome she was cuz she she came in throwing 102 miles an hour and uh and was every scene was great. What I didn't expect was for them to dip into the Karate Kid too well. I love they it. Brought back I love it. Daniel Sutton's girlfriend from Karate Kid Two and his arch nemesis from Karate Kid Two. I, I I was like floored. First of all, the ex girlfriend looked phenomenal. I don't know how old she is, but she looked fantastic. She hasn't aged two years in the last 20, 35, however long it's been. So it's great to see her. And I actually thought she did a good job with the acting too. And then the nemesis comes in. You're like, where is this going? And I, I, I actually thought they nailed it. I thought they did a really good job. Yeah, it was, it was really great. He was such a vicious bad guy. Like, okay, Johnny Lawrence is the, uh, he's the number one bad guy in the, in the Karate Kid universe. The bad boy of karate, Mike Barnes, he was like kind of cool in a way, but Chosen was like straight up trying to kill people. Right. Kill, he wanted he was to like kill a you. Like a legitimate murderer. He was a swindler and a murderer. And they, they bring him back in and he's just as intense. He's giving you that same face. You know he wants to fuck up Daniel real bad. What do you think that guy was doing for the last 35 years? He was, like just, he just he was basically waiting for Cobra Kai to come back. He was just waiting for this moment and he was on it. He was great. He, 
He looked pretty good. I beg to differ that my, that he was more psychotic than Mike Barnes because I think Mike Barnes might have been the biggest psycho in any movie that came out in the 80s. <laughs> he at some point was ready to drop them to their death when they were trying to rescue the bonsai tree. See, um, see that's the difference. He didn't, though. If Chosen would have been there, he would have cut the rope. Wouldn't have been a conversation at all. He so hang glided or whatever, paras- paralyzed into like a, a, a tiny island to kill a woman in front of everybody yeah. and also kill... Daniel. Yeah, they really let the the domestic violence moment in Karate Kid 2, uh, they just kind of threw that one under the rug because she the ex-girlfriend was saying, how, no, no, we're really good friends now. We've worked it out. It's like, okay. Yeah. I, I just remember him punching you in front of 200 people and then trying to kill your boyfriend. I'm, yeah, I'm glad you worked it, it out. I don't know. I don't know what the process was for working that out, but they worked it out. It was out. a wild moment. A wild moment. <laughs> I think he's changed. He started doing yoga, a uh, little, little Tai Chi, but, um, but I didn't know where that was going. And my first instinct, cause this is usually my instinct with this stuff is like, this is going to be bad. Mm-hmm. This, uh, this is, this is where the wheels come off right here when they yeah. dip into the karate kid too. And they try to make believe that this dude is now a decent guy. And by the end of it, I was like, great. Well done. Pulled it off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really liked it. They I kept liked on him being in Okinawa. And- yeah, plus Daniel-san got to go back to Okinawa. I don't know if mm-hmm. they actually filmed it in Okinawa. It might have been like, you know, Pacific Palisades for all we know, but <laughs> um, it seemed like it. It seemed like they were there, so that was yeah. cool. It felt, it definitely felt authentic. It felt real. Did you buy that there was stuff Miyagi didn't teach him? There was stuff I, he held back? There were pressure point. There was a pressure point karate an evil version of Miyagi-Do Karate that maybe uh, he just didn't want Daniel-san to know about? I 100% believed it by the end of the series. When he did it, when he did it to Crease, I was like, oh yeah, okay, I'm in, I'm in. When when Chosen was first explaining it, I was like, I don't know, they're pretty close. And then the more I thought about it, yeah, you know what? There's probably a bunch of stuff that he didn't tell Daniel. Because Daniel was, what, 17, 18 years old at the time? Like, he was still right. a child, you know? That's stuff you don't, you don't bring out till you're in your 20s, baby. I think pressure point karate would be a good one for you. I'm all as, in. If you know you, somebody, get chosen on the line. Teach because me. Because at some point, you and Brian Curtis are going to have to fight to see who the strongest person <laughs> at the ring is. My only, <laughs> my only, uh, my only chance is if I can pressure point right under, right under the bicep, <laughs> just right there, get right under the thigh stuff of that. But yeah, they paid off that whole thing, and I, I really enjoyed the whole thing. It was also we should mention. Um, Daniel was the worst part of season three, in my opinion. I don't... I Really? Well, for me, he's become the character I'm the least interested in. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's fair. Because he was the star of the other movies, and they're like, I don't need to see him as much. Give me more Miguel. Give me as much Miguel as as you can feed me. More Miguel, more Johnny Lawrence, more, more of... Uh, to- more Tory. More yeah, Tory. Great Tory. turn with Tory. <laughs> All of it. Uh I was in on every other character and then it was like, oh, they got to work in Daniel because Macho's the star of the show. But it's like, all right, here's his plot for this year. He might lose his auto dealership mm-hmm. and we're going to do this four episode arc that's going to lead with, oh, guess what? The girl that he saved in the hurricane, the yeah. tsunami, whatever that thing was, yeah. she's now a vice president of sales mm-hmm. at, at mm-hmm. the car de- the car place that uh, revoked their uh, cars from... from hey. Connect those dots. Connect those dots. I love (laughs) it. You like that? I love it. (laughs) I like that he recognized her. 
He yeah. saw her once in a dark rainstorm when, when she was like 11. And he was like, Kochiban? It's a great, <laughs> great memory. Was. Great memory for Daniel LaRusso. <laughs> what would you do to fix Daniel-san for season four? I think you just let him be... You know what? You, you, you do with him what they did with McNulty and The Wire, where you just bring him in for a few seasons. Like, he was the, the engine for the first season. And then later on, they were like, you know what? We're going to pull away from him and just bring him in when we need a couple of points to be made. I think you would do that here because everybody else is so interesting in there. Like, right. I just, I just, I thought it was really fun the way that they teased out the whole, like, here's the origin story for the name Cobra Kai with the, with the war fighting and all I, I, that stuff is just so much fun to get into. It's just really, really neat. So let, let, let Daniel LaRusso be in the background a little bit, bring him in 40% less and let's lean into the rest of them. So you would go season four wire with McNulty where he's yeah. just on a boat somewhere. That was season two when he's on the boat. No, no. What was the, what was, what was his job in season four when he basically was at, at to lunch? Uh, he was, he, he had gone back to being just a, a, a walk around cop. Yeah. And then after Bodie died, he was like, I need to go back in. Yeah. I need, I need to step up. Um, yeah, I think I'm down with that because my fear, because this is now going to go on eight seasons. This is this show's now a phenomenon. My fear I'm would praying, be I'm praying. Usually, when they're trying to revive a character, it's either marital problems or the unexpected baby. Yeah, I don't want the unexpected one of those. baby would be. Yeah, please don't do the unexpected baby. That would be a disaster. Marital problems. You could talk me into if Elizabeth Shue is part of the cast. So this is a good time to talk about her. She comes in. One of my concerns is she's won an Oscar. She's had a really good career. Would she feel like she was slumming it, doing somebody a favor, maybe in and out? And too? No. No. She came in. She went for it. She went for went it. Went for it. She couldn't have been more likable. She looked great. She had real chemistry with both guys. It made sense. They had great scenes. She clicked with the wife. The wife yeah. got along. That could have gone. No, they, they were friends. Um I like that she was divorced because it, it opened that she's not Alan Mills mm -hmm. Schwarber anymore. She's just Alan Mills. Yeah. Opens the door now for somebody. Plus Johnny Lawrence had just gotten out with Miguel's mom. He's like, oh, maybe this is my lady. Now Allie's back. Mm -hmm. I don't know if she comes back for season four. My my assumption would be, what else is she doing? This is the biggest TV show that anyone has right now. I got it. <laughs> like tens of millions of people watch this show. What what? What career move would be better for her than just joining the cast in season four? I can't think of any. Yeah, that's got to be that's got to be the move. The thing about her coming back, and the thing about them opening up the the karate verse, as it were, is that in that first season, I think they established p pretty quickly that everybody involved genuinely loved what they were doing. Like you, like you never got a hint that that William Zabka was only doing this role because he couldn't get other stuff. It seemed yep. like he did it because he wanted to do it. And they were all like leaning into it. So as they started bringing in the other people, you felt that energy too. When the mom walks into the house, and you're like, whose house is this? We haven't seen this yet. And then Allie's on the couch. And she gets that big old Allie smile with those big old Allie teeth. Laramie and I are on the couch watching this show. And I was like cheering like, oh, my girl Allie is back. Let's go. Because they, they teased it out in like the first two seasons or so that maybe she's going to pop in. And then she finally did. And you're like... All right, everybody is committed to this. We're going to see, at some point, we're going to see everybody. Hillary Swank will eventually show up in this show. <laughs> she will be available. in this show. Yeah, they dropped, so I think it was episode nine, without any warning, all of a sudden Elizabeth Shue is there. Because, mm -hmm. you know, like, 
like you, I binge watched this. I was in Arizona in a hotel room for a yeah. soccer tournament. And I was like, great, I'm going to watch all of the Cobra Kai's. And, uh, you know, you kind of zone out a little bit as you're watching. And then episode nine starts. It's like, wait, oh, yeah. okay, <laughs> let's go. And then they do the, she, the trip to the to the arcade and everything with the music again. Oh, man, that's great. I think this show is really, really well done and really smart with a lot of the choices it makes. And one of the things I like is she comes in and, and she does it over and over again. I was like, oh, that was a million years ago. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, we were just kids back then. Or, oh, that was dumb. And it's so important that she does that because for Johnny Lawrence from the first episode, it's like, this guy's still back there in 1984. This yeah. was the highlight of his life because that's that's a real thing that happens. In general, sometimes people peak when they're 17. Sometimes mm-hmm. the best moment of their life was when they were the starting quarterback of their high school. And yeah. then it's like the the next highlight becomes their 10-year reunion or their 20-year reunion. And it's like their life just didn't work out as well as it did when they were 17. So he's got that. And then she comes in and she's like, oh, yeah, we were so young and dumb back then. And it's mm-hmm. I think it was important. I also did not feel like she had any chemistry at all with Machio, which as you reset the Karate Kid universe in your head, you think like, well, maybe she shouldn't have ever been with Daniel-san. Maybe it was always Johnny Lawrence. Maybe maybe this was the connection. So as we head to season four, I, I'm guessing if she comes back, love triangle, right? With Miguel's mom and her. Yeah, that's got to be the move. I, w- I was really excited about how they, they laid those pieces there too. When she showed up, I was like, oh, I hope they don't do like, I hope Daniel doesn't start flirting with her. Or do It was never that. Nobody wants they, to see Daniel flirt with anyone ever. No, no, no. But her and her and Johnny and Miguel's mom, like that's an interesting pairing. Uh, that's an interesting group for some storylines because at at some point Miguel and 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 Johnny are going to be like the new Johnny and Crease. Like they're, he's going to have to not like them for some reason. We got to get to there, and then I think that's a that's a good pivot point. Well, she looked great. She did a great job. You know, they mentioned in the last episode, the season, the episode 10, the kids were all talking and one of the kids made a WrestleMania 3 reference about how, no, no, this happened in WrestleMania 3 with the, I forget what the tech team was. And it it does make me think the people that created this show and write it, I think are big wrestling fans and they understand the concept of heel turns. Yeah. Because we've seen that over and over again, right? Like Miguel was a good guy. Then he had the heel turn. And mm-hmm. then he breaks his back. Now he's a good guy again. And then Johnny Lawrence's son, kind of the reverse, right? Good guy, nice guy. Heel turn. Now he's gone to the dark side. And then Hawk was Hawk the other is one. my guy. That's my guy right there. Hawk's heel turn comes out of nowhere. And as as we have the big, awesome 10-minute uh, fight scene at the end, which is somehow in the LaRusso's house. God knows how much damage is in LaRusso. <laughs> and Hawk... Hawk is the leader. We've already seen Hawk break a dude's arm. His, his old his buddy's arm. arm just broke it. Just broke his arm. And it's like, this guy's gone. He's he's fucking lost his mind. He's gone Mike Barnes on us. And then in the middle of the fight, he's like, no, these are my friends. And and just flip sides. He'll turn. Yeah. I, lo- I love that they brought it. They brought Kyler back, who was like the, the, the guy that was picking on him in the first season. Yeah. Um, and then they bring him in and, and he's like the... You know he's going to team up with Tori, and they're going to be the new the new top fighters for for Cobra Kai. So you have to do something with Hawk, and to team him back up with Miguel because they're friends the whole time. He's like shows yeah. he visits him in the hospital. Like 
he ca- he cares about him clearly. Uh, he just didn't know like where he belonged. I I I love that they bring him back into the fold. And what's the name of the guy whose arm he broke? Uh, Dimitri. That guy, great recovery from the broker. We had a couple great recoveries this year. In like that two guy, weeks. That guy's <laughs> arm snapped. He's doing karate three weeks later. And then Miguel, who goes from, he's basically uh, Tom Cruise and born on the 4th of July with the giant head thing on. And it's like, he might never walk again. Mm-hmm. And then Johnny Lawrence does this revolutionary spinal care program on him where he's basically just antagonizes him into walking again. Yeah. And within two weeks, he's doing karate. Who knew? Who knew you could cure paralysis by just calling someone a pussy enough times? He's just like, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to walk. sneakers on fire. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? What's going on here? I love I love Miguel, but still my favorite character in the whole show. I can't get enough of him. There's a, that great moment when him and Kyler are fighting in the house. I believe his name is Kyler. And he's got him pinned up against the wall and he's punching, punching him, him in, in the back. back. Yeah, that, hurt. that looked like, like it hurt. Oh, my God. And, and he flips out. and Oh, man. It's great. It's great. Well, I know, I, and we've talked about this before in the pod. You're you're very protective of the Latino actor corner, yeah. Of like making sure, yeah, man, <laughs> making sure everybody <laughs> is treated respectfully and everyone's given um, the right kind of, I don't know, push. And at mm-hmm. the end of season two, he's going over a staircase, and it's like <laughs> really they they yeah. had to cripple Miguel out of anybody on the show, but he yeah, good strong bounce back for him. I think we go like seven episodes before he's up walking around and moving again. And and if I could change anything, like I just want him to be the center of the show. Um, yeah. I, after the, this season was over, after season three was over, I went back and watched the tournament episode of season one, which is like oh, my favorite great. Miguel. See, when he's just this bulldogging everybody and rawr, standing over him and screaming him. Uh, I love this kid. I love him so much. I like that he was basically doing not a Johnny Lawrence impersonation, but definitely studied the Johnny Lawrence tapes for a couple, oh, couple for sneers, sure. for sure, couple, couple chest things, stuff like uh-huh. that. Well, so this would be something I'm throwing at you for um, season four. We haven't me. met Miguel's dad yet. I know who it is. I know, I know who it is. I called it. I called it when season one came out. They've already begun aiming us in this direction. It's Terry Silver. It's the it's the guy from Karate oh! Kid Three. Because oh, listen. I, I, Okay. They don't give us it. They don't give us any information about who the dad is, except for a part when they're all sitting around eating, and Miguel's mom is explaining, like we, you know, we don't talk about his dad. He was a bad guy. He was like, he did some bad things. Whatever. They're from Ecuador, and there's a part in Karate Kid season three where where Terry Silver is in a hot tub. He's on a cell phone. He's got a ponytail and an earring, like doing the bad yeah. guy shtick, talking about dumping some like nuclear waste or whatever in Borneo, in South America somewhere. I think that's what they're going to do. I, that, I think that's who John Kreese was talking to on the phone when he's like, it's been a long time. It's time for us to link back up. I think that's who they're bringing back. And I think eventually we're going to find out, oh, that's the dad. I'm calling it now. I called it two years ago. That was definitely who he was on the phone with. Yeah. I, I'm veering against you on this one. Go for it. I, I think the dad gives them a chance to hire our guy. Essay Morales. Oh, you think so? I, I would think like Essay that. Morales I would like comes that. back as the dad who he's made some mistakes. It's it's a little Johnny Lawrence thing. Maybe his life didn't work out the way it did, but now he's here to make amends. But I'm not sure I trust him. Why'd you yeah. leave the first time? Then we have we have the potential love love rectangle with you have Allie back. Allie, Johnny Lawrence uh-huh. is juggling Allie and Miguel's mom. 
But now Miguel's dad, S.I. Morales, yeah, he's back. And now it's like, what happens here? And guess what? S.I. Morales does not like William Zabka. Oh, he they, hates They him. don't hit it off immediately. He doesn't like the training. He doesn't, there's a lot of stuff he doesn't like. Um, could, it could be a, that could be a cool way to introduce like a new fighting style. You know, everybody has their own individual fighting style. And he's like, Esai is like, no, this is, this is a different thing I'm going to teach you. Here we go. I don't know. I don't know. Also, the other guy I was thinking, he, we'd have to age him up. Maybe, maybe put some white hairs on the sides, but Michael Pena, our guy. Yeah. Um, he maybe, could do it. Maybe this is a way to sneak him in. I don't know. He's busy. He could, he can always do it. You know what little thing I was really excited about that they dropped into season three that I don't think they'd done it up to this point is in the original Karate Kid, Johnny Lawrence has a very distinctive fighting noise that he makes. It's like a, a aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's but it's like rumbly. It sounds like a small chainsaw when he mm. does it. I think I think it's the most intimidating fight noise that anybody in any movie has had. And we didn't get him doing it, I don't think, through seasons one or two, but he does it in the last episode of season three when he kicks the door open. And I remember he, he makes the noise and he kicks the door open and I immediately got afraid. It's just such a scary, scary thing. I was really pumped about that. So we both agree that Terry Silva was on the phone. Yeah. I, I guess I'm surprised they're acknowledging Karate Kid 3 because it's one of the worst movies of the 80s. It's also <laughs> one of the disagree. funniest movies I of the disagree. 80s. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on. It's a terrible movie, but it's a it's a terribly entertaining movie. I've seen mm -hmm. it. My son, who hadn't watched it, and like six months ago, it was on and I was watching it. And he's like, what's this? And I was like, Karate Kid 3. He's like, there's a three? I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and we watched the whole thing. And he was mad at me after. He was like, how did you not tell me about Karate Kid 3? And I'm like, because it's terrible. But I was waiting for the right time. Um, Terry Silva, the evil billionaire who <laughs> decides to uh, to basically take a break from his life to destroy a 19-year-old kid in Reseda and <laughs> rebuild his friend's karate studio. But they build the backstory that actually explains it. And I thought yeah. they did a good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's clearly the the guy who he saves in Vietnam. That has to be the same, yeah, same guy, right? That's the one because they talk they talk briefly about it in Karate Kid Three. Like you know they yes. were together. Um, no, yeah, he said he, he says in Karate Kid Three he says something like this guy you saved my ass a million times in Vietnam yeah. or whatever he said. So it's clearly him. Yeah, it's 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 so much fun to watch them lay out all this stuff. Like at this point, we everybody who has watched the show sort of understands the pacing of it and the things that they're trying to do and they keep exceeding the expectations each time. It's just so enjoyable to watch. You just turn it on and feel a bunch of emotions for a little bit. We haven't talked any about We about, didn't talk Vietnam yet. About Vietnam. We haven't talked about Sam versus Tori which no, no, I no. thought was just really great. So let's do Vietnam quick because my son said that was his favorite part of season three. Mm-hmm. He loved the Vietnam stuff. He thought it really worked and didn't understand where it was going. And then when it pays off with the snake pit showdown with Kreese, oh, oh, and then Kreese just ices that dude. Yeah. Um, he just he just loved it. He thought it was really good. And it, it gave... I wasn't expecting a Kreese backstory. I thought maybe that'd be like season seven, but they just uh -huh. went for it and it worked. I thought it was good. Yeah. every they I can't think of like a thing that they've missed on yet. They just... It's great. Um. Tori versus Sam. Oof. Oof. I so I'm not sure either of them are that good at karate. And I, I think they have to be really careful. 
Uh huh. Because I wanted when they got into the dojo there, Sam runs away, Tori follows her, and I was like, oh, it's on now. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. And it was kind of like a not that sad. I thought it was the worst fight scene of all the fight scenes. I don't know if they're limited with what Sam can do. Um, my wife is on the corner of she's just not athletic enough to do some of the some of the stunt stuff we need to do in the cry thing. I don't know if that's true or not, but um, they kind of cut that one short. It felt like. That, see, that's that's crazy because I'm on the opposite side there. I felt like that was for me the most enjoyable fight to watch because you they like nunchucks. They held it away from you for so long. They kept putting Sam in these positions where she would panic and run away, panic and run away, panic and run away. And so by the by the time they're in the house and they finally confront each other, and you're like, okay, please, Sam, stand up to her, and she runs again. You're just like, oh gosh, she picks up the stick though. And when she does that, she decides she's not going to run anymore. I, I'm like, oh, fuck her up, Sam. Now is the time to fuck her. I was really, I was I wanted about 30 that more one. seconds of, and and just a couple more blows landed. Did we ever figure out why Tori hates her to the point that it's almost homicidal? Yeah, yeah. I think there's just a lot of bad stuff in her life going on. And we'll probably she's just taking get, it all out on Sam. Yeah. I mean, of course, she, you know, she's mad about the, the Miguel and Robbie and that whole thing. Like it's all very uh, confusing for her there, but there's, it seems like there's some crazy stuff happening that we don't know about yet for her that has just turned her into this bad person. Can I ask you what would happen if you came home and the Serrano sons <laughs> had had a 20 person fight in the first floor of your house? Oh that, God. And you're like, Hey dad. Uh, so some friends <laughs> came over and got out of hand and everything is now broken. It would it would it would be a, a a hard conversation, but the thing is, I would not be all the way surprised about it. They they have their little eighth grade group of friends now that they've been moving together through all of middle school, and yeah. the between the, their group, they have like as a group gotten into like I think two fights already at the oh, trampoline no. place of all places, oh, the, like yeah. bounce around place. Um, so you know it's gonna it's gonna happen. But man, that fight was crazy. It starts out with them throwing that one kid through a window. Right. He goes to like check on a cat, comes <laughs> yeah. flying back in through the window, and then he's like, he he just is a great line. He's like, "There's no cat," there's right? Just, you know, it's like, "Oh shit, they're going for it here." I think it's cool how they film it. Where I don't know how they do it. It's so well choreographed. Where it's like one fight and the camera moves, but it's definitely not edited, and it moves around for like a good thirty thirty five seconds of yeah. just action. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's, it's modeled. It, it's the Warriors, which I made you watch, which was over 40 years ago at this point, but they had the two fight scenes, one specifically in the bathroom when they fought the the roller skating gang. Yeah. And everything's in there and there's basically 15 people fighting in a small space and it just worked. But that's only like 40 seconds. In Cobra Kai season two and then season three, these are like five minute fight scenes. I love a long fight scene and I love a long shot in the fight scene because it... Those are the moments when you can see how much work has gone into this, because there, with that's like a five on five fight or something, six on six. Yeah, so like everybody's got to be moving at all times. It's really hard to pin down. It's really hard to keep up the energy in a long shot like that. That's like a trick that a lot of of uh, fight movies do. Like with Liam Neeson, for example, it's like quick cuts, quick cuts, because they're trying to make him look faster than he is or more fluid than he is. But in these ones, they're just leaning into it and and showing you a bunch of it, and it's really. It's really cool to watch that happen. So for season four, 
obviously, uh, Daniel and Johnny, their dojos are going to combine. Yes. And that's not going to go great. Not great. That will, that, will, that will have some tension, some conflict. You figure they bring back Elizabeth Shue for season four, and there's a love triangle. Miguel's dad, I think, comes into play because they got to extend the Miguel arc. I don't know how many months are passing or what year in high school these kids are. They've kind of uh, <laughs> they've kind of skipped Who over cares? that. I don't know. Has Who two cares? years passed? Has two months passed? Guys break their arm. They're fighting next week. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how old these kids are supposed to be at this point. I, w- I do want to shout out the worst scene of season three, though, was the soccer scene. Um, one of my passions, <laughs> yeah. One of my passions is when there's bad soccer scenes in uh-huh. TV shows or movies because yeah. I think I think directors always feel like, oh, it's soccer. We'll just have the kids kick around, but they don't understand how bad it looks, especially yeah. if it's like supposed to be high school. This was one of the worst one minute soccer scenes ever. <laughs> it looked like Sam had never touched a soccer ball in her life, and she was like pawing at it with her foot like a cat with a toy. It was really bad. I encourage people to look out on a rewatch for that. Uh, yeah. Terry Silva's going to come back. I feel right? like, yes. It's got to be. It's gotta be he's got to be back, yeah. And then maybe the Ralph Macchio uh, separation with the wife type thing? Oh, or God, I hope Or some not. sort of tension? I yeah, I don't think that's going to be or the case. Or her, her old high school sweetheart is in town? Maybe that would no. be that would be fun to see him, to see him like have to be a little bit uncomfortable in a situation like that. But yeah, I think the main things. I think I'm really excited about the tournament being back. I, anytime there's a tournament, I love it. I love it at the in the very end when Hawk walks in um, and he like stands up on the platform or whatever, and he we they're showing you all of the people who are going to be like the key figures in the tournament, and so now the. Automatically, yeah. you're like, does does Miguel defend his title? Does Hawk come through? Does uh, is it going to be Sam? Are they going to let one of the bad ones win again? Like, there's just a lot of really fun stuff that I, I I hope that that's like a two episode thing, the tournament. That'd be great. I uh, I love that Crease went from he was literally going to murder Johnny Lawrence. He's going to kill him, and yeah. then Machio comes in, and then Machio's yeah, going to cool. kill Crease. But then other people come in, and then they're like. Hey, instead of murder, let's settle this at yeah. the tournament. It was like, cool. <laughs> the old fashioned way, <laughs> cool. baby. The old fashioned way. Let's go. <laughs> uh, well, listen, this show's going to keep going and going. Uh, before we go, saw a movie on Netflix. What was it? I want to tell you about. Please do. Kind of buried on Netflix. There's a, Netflix has a lot of new stuff. Um, it stars Ryan Philippe. Uh huh. I'm already who in. Is kind of. I think he's studied the Mark Wahlberg action movie territory where Mark Wahlberg is now too big to just be in like shooter and movies like that. He's kind of transcended that. So there's kind of a territory open. Mark Wahlberg um, would have been in this movie 10 years ago. Now it's Ryan Philippe. Um, He's a secret service agent. He used to be the best. a lot of things I like right now. He's saying a lot of things I like right now. He used to be the best. Guess what? What? Not really in that life anymore. Yeah, he's he, <laughs> he just wants to unwind. Um, goes to pick up his son at college. One of his son's close friends is the daughter of a Supreme Court justice. Keep There's going. some stuff happening there. 
there's some bad guys who might want to kidnap the Supreme Court justice and they might be doing it at the exact same time that Ryan Philippe, who doesn't want this life anymore, is picking up his son from college. So it's like a cross yeah. between shooter and toy soldiers, basically. What What is this movie called? It is called The Second. And I'm going to give you the bad guy. It's your old friend Casper Van Diem. Yes. That's a cast right there. That's a cast right there. Yeah. That's a, that's so a there cast you go. The and second. a plot. I've just, given you, I've just given you a great 90 minutes. It's not a great movie, but um, I, I was just delighted that I just want them to keep making terrible movies like that where somebody used to be the best and now he's got to fight his way out. But uh, yeah, it's a solid one. I watched the Liam Neeson one. I rented that one. And the the one where he's another one who you want he's a, a thief but he wants out of his life. It's on Apple and all those streaming ones. It's an on demand, mm-hmm. and it was it, it wasn't that great. I think it might be over for Liam Neeson as an action guy. He had a great run though. I mean, it goes back to twelve years, right? But it's, at some point, it's got to end. Yeah, let let him go on. Ryan Filippo was great in the Shooter series, so yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to to watch this. I thought I I, I was laughing to myself when uh. At the very beginning of this podcast, you mentioned the Karate Kid came out at you know at midnight on January one or whatever it was, and then at like three hours later, you text me, "Hey, are you on episode four yet?" Because like a crazy <laughs> thing, I'm like, "If like it came out three hour, three and a half hours ago, how are you?" On- <laughs> I listen. I thought you were a fan. No, I liked uh, your response. Though. You said you you were saving it for Saturday, but you you're getting your family out of the house. I had to send send the kids to my mom's house. We're all quarantining. Go stay with your grandma. I'm going to watch the whole show. I watch it all in one day. Order some food. A great, great time. Give me seven more seasons of this. And then another Karate Kid movie. Fuck it. Let's go well, for it. I'll tell you this. I had Zapka on my podcast a couple weeks ago. I do think he's really good in the Cobra Kai show. And I do wonder, could he have had, could he have grabbed this action turf? Could he have been like an action guy basically in the 90s? Could oh, he have yeah, gotten like sure. a rejected Van, da- Van Damme script and been like an alcoholic cop who's putting his life back together, but now he's got to foil some, you know, terrorist act? I, I think of the of the show Cobra Kai, I think William Zabka has had the biggest, I don't even know what you would call it, not a turnaround revelation. I don't know. But you watch the show and you realize, oh, this guy can, he can do it all. He's funny. He yeah. can be intimidating. He can he's be a good sweet. Actor. He's just—he's like a genuinely good, good actor who can do a bunch more stuff than than you know. He looked a certain way in the '80s, so they had him be a certain guy. But he could do everything. Like I loved him. I love him in this show. I tried to figure out a way to say that to him without it sounding insulting, and I couldn't figure it out when I interviewed him. Where I yeah. was—I—I I really wanted to ask him, like, "You're a way better actor than I think I thought you were." But that's mm-hmm. like a hard thing to say to somebody. Oh, yeah, but at the yeah, same yeah. time, like I, I do feel like he was a really good actor, and I, and I think he got pigeonholed by those three movies, and maybe I don't know, maybe he didn't want it, and maybe he left. Or yeah, who know who who knows who, who what anybody knows was what thinking at a thing? But I know watching the show, it happens in the very first season when he's in the convenience store and he has an altercation with the cashier and Miguel and the three of them together. And when that scene happened, I said, "Oh shit! Oh, this is going to be good." And it's mm. going to be good because of this guy right here. And then sure enough, you know, he's just, he, I think he's the star of the show. No question. I, he's dusted Machio. But it's great for Machio, too. 
Yeah. But yeah, he's great. He's he's definitely they've done it correctly. All right. Shay Serrano, good to see you as always. And I'm sure we'll talk to you soon. Yeah.